0: Mike's there. Thank you. Ba-da, 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 ba-da. syphilis. Is
1: that the word you're supposed to say? Syphilis, sibilance, sibilance. 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 Is that an actual sibilance. word? Yeah, it's a it's hmm. a Tom Hanks bit on Saturday Night Live, oh. and he would go and he was a roadie and he would go sibilance, sibilance.
0: Oh, when he talks into the mic, that's, yeah, that's that funny. <laughs> All right, we are synced. We are sunk. Everything's good. Everything's great. How are you guys? Great, <sighs> fantastic. I'm good about stuff.
1: To talk about
0: the MCU. You got it. Welcome to another to episode to my, of Film. My- I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome yeah. to another episode of Filmhouse. Star Wars. There's a fly on the webcam. <laughs> it's Ray. It oh, was a fly on the webcam. <Dear God. laughs> Just sitting there. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Lisa Mattress. You get $160 off by going to lisa.com forward slash Filmhouse. We'll be hearing more about them later. But for now, we're talking about the MCU in review. It's been about four months since Infinity War came out. We're going to talk about our favorite Marvel movies and reflect on what is possibly the biggest film of all time, but first let me introduce my guest. To my left, I have James Willems. Hello. To my other left, it's Bruce Green. Hi, it's the who, same left. I know, and then to my <laughs> other right, it's Lauren Sontag. Hello. I'm gonna go ahead and name each and one of you, uh, since I'm gonna give myself a role last. Hello. James, is, uh, I think, the Black Widow of the group.
2: Thank oh, oh that's Bruce cool.
0: is the Hulk. Yep. Lawrence is Vision.
1: Thank you. Oh.
0: And I'm somewhere between... I'm somewhere for Doctor Strange, but that's cool. Yeah, you doing whatever. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I think I'm somewhere between an Ant-Man and a Hawkeye. Oh,
1: what? Well,
0: because I, was... I was not in Infinity War. <laughs> oh, no, you're a Winter Soldier, <laughs> yeah, but... dude. Yeah, go cool on. Wonder... On the poster. Oh, you're yeah. totally Winter Soldier. You're Bucky. I uh, think he's
2: Black Panther. Ooh, okay. uh,
0: I wish I was Black Panther. Hey, I'll trade you. You be the Hulk. I'll be
1: Black Panther.
0: Anyway, I did a little bit of. I did a quick little write up here. Uh, Just I don't know why I was in the mood. Uh, Maybe because it's Alana's first day, and I'm. I feel uh, I have to like. I, I feel like, oh, we have a writer in the office now. You who to comes. To the, I would be like, look at the hard work I could do. I Not really. Lawrence has
1: been a writer for years. Whatever, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he, we've been slowly dumbing him down. I by gave it up because
1: <laughs> I want to, to get him paid.
0: Here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, I wrote this up. Uh, it's been four months since Infinity War first came out in theaters. Back then, we thought it was just going to be a giant pile of awesome, and it was. Uh, Has our opinion changed? Why or why not? So I've been did I did a little thought on our flight back from RTX because Infinity War. We were on the plane. I watched you watch it it twice, Uh, and on the plane there and then back again.
1: An Infinity War story. That's
0: not yeah. Avengers. Come (laughs) on now. Uh, So anyway, um, I wanted us all to sort of rank our favorite. Uh, MCU movies, that's the ones that came out in the last 10 years. Actually, I actually have a handy little list here. Do you guys want me to quickly recap them? Oh, good. No. Just like, so they're fresh list in your mind. All just them? just, just no, have it, it up terrible. so we can look okay. at it. This <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, just, just
2: means we're not including Spider Man's Up Until Homecoming. Basically, it starts with Iron and Man. Angley's and Hangley's Hulk. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
0: the, the, the list I have in front of me, I, I won't read them all, but it starts with Iron or Man in 2008, and then uh, ends with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is coming out in 2020. Goodness. There.
3: maybe Wait, potentially oh,
1: okay. maybe. we don't actually know we that we don't yet. know because uh, Drax may not be back. Mm-hmm.
3: <sighs> and didn't didn't they announce a uh, Doctor Strange two? Yeah, on? yeah, they did. They okay. did. Is I think they're a, writing that, it now.
0: That's okay. a, that's sort of an issue. We, we can talk a little bit about with Infinity War. Uh, but that head looked way too big, right there. Just sorry, Jeremy Renner, comically big. Yeah, <laughs> you you you're one of the first of many to notice. What's with that head, <laughs> Jeremy? Um, so here's a quick little write up I just did on Infinity War for you guys. So uh, Infinity War for me. Uh, is a movie that should have never worked Uh, while the build up made sense that's like 15 plus movies with uh, little bits of information leading up to this movie Uh, you were asking an audience to have required viewing before a giant undertaking which was Avengers Infinity War it really should have never worked thankfully the Marvel studio team made it uh, and on on the worst day they made the lead up to it they made enjoyable films Mm -hmm. Uh, so all the movies leading up to it I thought were done pretty well uh, I feel like we've been burned by movies before that leave clues or hints that never pay off when you're trying to expand a bigger universe. For me, it's still mind-blowing that there's been so much continuity over 10 years and it actually paid off. Uh, I still feel that way. So uh, the movie itself, uh, I felt, was paced incredibly well, incredibly well. What took 10 years to build up is uh, accomplished in a matter of days in the time span of the movie. It's just crazy that Thanos goes from having one stone to wiping out uh, half the galaxy in two and a half hours uh, runtime for a film. And it never felt rushed for me. So um, for me, the movie, the pacing was on point. Most of the CGI was definitely on point. Uh, the pros were uh, Thanos, thought he looked amazing. Uh, on the con side, uh, anytime we saw Bruce Banner inside the Hulkbuster, it still looks terrible, <laughs> even on a plane. <laughs> um, the movie was funny when it needed to be, and it never felt forced, unlike something like Deadpool. Uh, I've always looked at Marvel movies as just sort of popcorn evenings or like an extended TV episode or something. But Avengers Infinity War, to me, felt like... It uh, actually was elevated, and to me it was a fantastic film. Hmm. So uh, having some time to have a retrospective, that is how I feel about Avengers Infinity War. So uh, okay. that's well, it. I just wanted watching. to get that off my hey, chest.
3: well written, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. all,
0: uh, that, that was something that was brewing in my head now that I've seen the movie five times. Remember us when you get that Pulitzer, will you? <laughs> There's so many typos in this thing that I wrote.
3: <laughs> You know what, that doesn't disqualify yeah. you, not anymore.
0: Um, so real quick, I guess uh, we can do just a quick little uh, recap. How do you guys all feel about uh, Avenger, Avengers Infinity War now that you have
2: some time to see it once or twice, maybe five times? I, I just watched it again, like oh. literally last night. Oh. I had it on. It's so fucking good. For me, I think it's so fucking good. I still think Thor Ragnarok stands, stands tall as my favorite of them all. Um, I... I can't say it's because it's made better I think it's just more fun you know mm-hmm. it's it's easy to pop on and enjoy every single time and there's literally not a single lull in Thor Ragnarok like every single challenge is a fun challenge every single interaction is a fun interaction mm-hmm. we were talking about it uh, in the Ant-Man and the Wasp which is a movie I liked but I was like you can notice when they go from action sequence to narrative dialogue sequence because it's like shifts from a cool sequence to just being in a back of a van. Yeah. Whereas in Thor Ragnarok, that dialogue happens while Thor is in an electric chair that shocks him and he's being moved around like they keep it going. Pushing everything everything forward, feels yeah. like a battle yeah. even the dialogue. But to Infinity War, man, it's so fucking good. And I think I rewatching it, I think I know why it's so good. We'll Why's have that? to do this in the future like okay. when when people show kids Star Wars and they and then you wa- film the reaction of people uh, finding out that Darth Vader is Luke's father. Mm-hmm. We'll do it in like 20 years, where you could take a person and you can just show them Infinity War. Mm. And I think they'll wow. enjoy it. Okay, really, because without, like, without having, so. I, without doing homework? I it think establishes that's, character yep. surgically. That's, like one or two lines and you know exactly who everyone is and where they're at. That's Ooh. the success of this movie. I was noticing that it, without being cumbersome, it reintroduces basically every single character and makes the focus Thanos who is a new character in a lot of ways to the series. Like, it's Mm -hmm. the first time you get his backstory and everything. So it's not his origin story, but it's a story about him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then as the pieces slide in, they're all introduced. There's always little moments where they, like, explain. Even the opening with uh, Thor and Loki, it explains their relationship, even though that was just the movie that just came out. Like, it explains it moves on to that sequence, it could be, it could be anything. Like it could be any other teaser thing that happens at the beginning of another movie, like an in Indiana Jones or something. In Indiana yeah. Jones, they don't necessarily explain why he's going and searching for something. By the time he runs away from a stone and gets on the boat and flies away, you're like, I know this character. You know what he's doing, yeah. They do that with every single character. The first time you see Captain America, he shows up to save the day and he's shrouded in like darkness and stuff. That's and they true. pretty much just, they're like, you've been on the run for like, Everything is set up, and I think that's why it's so good.
0: Question, though, for you, James. Yeah. I know we always we've been talking about this for years about how your big issue with the Marvel movies is the villain that is just the shadow or the opposite of the hero. Yeah. And we still we still see that with uh, Black Panther and uh, Ant Man and the Wasp and stuff like that. Uh, people have done like extensive teardowns of how uh, Iron Man and Thanos are the opposites. Hmm. How does that? How do you feel about those two being? polar opposites they only have a, well they only have the brief moment of dialogue but they basically have Tony who wants to protect Thanos who wants to protect but they want to do it in two different ways to,
2: to be clear I, I have no issue with that as a narrative element mm-hmm. I think that's a great way to tell your narrative and give your hero something to overcome mm-hmm. my problem is that there are a lot of Marvel and just general superhero movies where they make it a literal shadow
1: yeah. mm-hmm.
2: Iron Man fights a Iron Man Yeah, and Black Panther fights a Black Panther or in this case, a gold other cat. Like it, it like <laughs> it's identical. Even in the Venom trailer, Venom fights an identical thing to Venom. Yeah. yeah. For a character motivational standpoint, y- you should definitely have Tony Stark fighting someone who who mirrors his motivations. Mm-hmm. But he shouldn't be. Tony Stark. It shouldn't be another Iron Man. Y- you can find some other character from across the galaxy. Captain America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's Civil war's great for the same reason. They're fighting for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just approaching it from two different ways, but they're not the same character. You well, know? On,
0: on a larger scale, though, that was something I read that was really interesting that had if Tony Stark continued on this path, would he end up developing a giant army that would go and liberate planets? He kinda, well, he that that, that did. Well, th- I mean, well, that's what he's he's doing on a small scale. That's what
3: Ultron was kind of about. That's Thanos. what I
0: mean, though. is like he's doing on a small scale the planet. Thanos is just technologically further ahead. Well, and he assembled an army to go invade ooh. planets. And to save them, he destroyed half their population. And he talks about how... Well, uh, the same thing probably would have happened if Captain America hadn't stopped Tony Stark. Right.
3: Is that his robots would have been turned to evil and that the weapon he used to protect people would be used against them. Which is also what happened with Thanos, but Thanos was fully aware the whole time that that's what he wanted
2: to do. The interesting thing, watching it again, is there's a line in, by the way, this is a spoiler, right? Spoiler! Spoiler! He's talking about whatever we (laughs) want since everyone in the world saw this movie anyway. Um, There's a point where he's about to throw Gamora off and get the Soul Stone. Mm, On Vormir? Where he's like, he's like, I'm not going to hesitate again. Yeah. Like, so when did he hesitate? Before? Like, so he he there's some before, sort of yeah. there's some sort of story in Thanos's history hmm. where he didn't pull the trigger, and and it resulted. I'm assuming partially in Titan being dismantled or destroyed or whatever. He, yeah, he
1: saw it as a negative. Yeah, because yeah, something yeah. he didn't do last time. He didn't take action. Ruined his home planet. Despite or Despite
2: how bad it may have seemed, like the 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 small short term result would be. Mm-hmm. So this time he is going to throw his beloved daughter off a cliff. And I'm like, these are cool fucking, this is so totally things that you would see Tony Stark wrestling with. Mm-hmm. It's great, yeah. I love it.
3: And in that way, Captain America, and in th- it was s- Civil War thematically led up to um, Infinity War in a really cool way because Stark was like, we have to make sacrifices to do the right thing. Captain America's like, no, that's not how America works. We protect freedom and we do it the right way. And we'll find a way through our force of will to make the right thing happen in the right way, yeah. and now here we are, Cap versus uh, Thanos. Who Thanos says, "I'm going to do thi- I'm going to do the right thing, but I'll sacrifice whatever I need to to do it." These are lines that are referenced in Infinity War. We don't sacrifice to win, especially with Captain the America. The we do the trade lives. The theme, but Then yeah. they did, well, and I don't understand what well, that's all about. The theme
1: has always been the same, and it's the same in pretty much every pretty lo- like large hero film, which is. Do I sacrifice one for a million? Mm -hmm. That's always the same thing. You'll notice that across all sorts of different movies and television shows that you watch. And usually uh, in the Western world, typically no. You shouldn't be sacrificing one for a million. As soon as you sacrifice one, it's a slippery slope, and then it goes all the way down to your Thanos at that point. Mm. Um, And I think this movie does that, uh, to all of your points, very, very well. I, I haven't... I don't see flaws in these movies, and I, I'm—I think I'm probably the biggest proponent. Maybe unlike, maybe Adam and I are pretty equal at this point of MCU. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: but I—I want to talk about the creators of Infinity War and Civil War, uh, the Russo brothers, because we were watching the Russo brothers years ago with Arrested Development, and they could build character on Arrested Development that you cared about, but also it was very funny. <laughs> um, and I never thought it would translate. I never thought it would go from. They can build a character, but they but then they can make us care about them. I'm an idiot mm-hmm. because the more that I think about it, of course, of course that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course I cared about the characters in the rest of development and I thought they were funny. Uh, it's the same here. Um, and, and like you said, where you can watch Infinity War and in no other movie and still tap into what's going on, who the characters are and why they work the way they work. Mm-hmm. That is almost impossible to do. Um, as as other as as creators, we all know how hard that is to do. Uh, to make it make something that is uh, accessible to almost everybody mm-hmm. um, and make it good. Uh, and make it satisfy corporate agenda. Uh, all all of it, yeah, like hit all these yeah. check marks. And I, I don't know, like, I would love to sit down to, uh, and talk to Chris Nolan and the Russo brothers and find out why they do what they do and how they do it because <laughs> it's, they're geniuses, they're they're absolutely geniuses. It's well, this
0: perfect balance, right? Of like, it's enough for everyone, but then also the people who are hardcore into this stuff. There's the guy in the audience who goes, "That's Red Skull." He was taken yeah. away by the television. He's Like, shut the fuck up, dude! Like we're watching a movie, <laughs> but he got some enjoyment out of it. So I, Good for him.
2: I think about <laughs> when Terminator Salvation was going into production uh-huh. and Christian Bale signed on. He gave an interview where everyone was like, "Like here, right at that point, he was like, had some of the biggest momentum of any Hollywood actor, and they were like, "They're like, so why are you doing the fourth Terminator uh, directed by Mick G?" <laughs> <laughs> and he okay. was like. Because I read the script and I said I'd only do this film if it was the kind of movie that would stand on its own if it was read as a play. Right? Like, you remember that? Could, line. And it would be just as compelling like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, I kind of, having he clearly seen it, lied. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> having seen it, I get it. There, there, are, there are some bullshit moments that, when I imagine it on the page, Like wow, this is what a what a heartfelt tale about what it is to be human and to betray your friends and to find humanity when humanity's left the world. I can see that being Shakespearean bullshit on a stage, but he's also given post interviews and said they changed it. (laughs) 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 But but, I was lied to. I can imagine a version of that script that was very heady Shakespearean actor stuff. But Mm -hmm. uh,
2: yeah, no, I what Uh, resulted did look like a lot of uh, a lot of bullshit back and forth. The the flip side. I feel like this is the kind of movie that could be read. Like, hmm. yeah. if you read the hmm. novelization of Infinity War, it would probably be pretty fucking compelling. Yeah. Yeah. Which you can't say about many things. And I think that's why they're, the writer's approach is so important. Hmm. Because they think of it that way. Yeah. They I, I go, think... what's going to get you to want to turn the page? Because exactly. the action's there. They know that's there. But they, they don't use it as a crutch. That's I, I, just in addition
0: to. Well, I think you hit on a really good point. Uh, Thanos, or I think Bruce, or one of you guys were saying that Thanos is sort of the that he's the most character you get out of this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh. And
1: the movie's about Thanos.
0: It yeah. really is, and it's they, not about they, the Avengers. They said that early on that they're like, "This is a Thanos movie," and everyone's like, "Oh, I don't know." But they wrote him as a really good character, so much so that like, there you know, there's the whole subreddit dedicated, to him, like, "You know, Thanos did nothing wrong." <laughs> like, that, I think that's. That just that's just the signs of good writing yep. and good acting and good performance, and it blows my mind that he's an entirely CGI character, and yeah. th- it takes probably what 6- 2,500 people to bring him to life. Yeah, you know the amount of animators and uh, uh, engineers and everyone else. Like, and so uh, was
3: Jar Jar, and we all fell in love
0: with him. But it's <laughs> but I mean that that's actually a really good example <laughs> yeah. of like look at Jar Jar versus. Josh Brolin with like you know weird headset. Even uh, uh, James Spader played Ultron, did a similar thing. But the performance you get out of a cartoon,
3: yeah,
2: is wow. so fucking good. It, it it baffles me. It's basically Thanos and Gollum. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Are
2: the two? Are the two? Because or Caesar? Like, yeah. I know people are going to mention Caesar. I haven't even seen those movies. But I, I don't. It out there. I don't think that's the same. I think Andy Serkis is a great actor who is way better in things other than Planet of the Apes.
1: But that's probably better as Gollum than Caesar,
2: because that's there. He gave the animators a fucking performance. Yeah. in this new like take on a character, like you haven't seen this type of thing before. And I think in that same vein, credit goes to Josh Brolin. He gave those animators who work their asses off to make Mm. this thing look amazing and make it feel real, but he did give them at least something. And And he gave them subtlety, which you never get in a blobby CG cartoon man. Yep. He gave them a a performance
3: that had emotional subtlety and somehow that survived, translating into being a purple man with a golden (laughs) helmet. And yeah, I mean, to to all your guys' points, there are a number of technical marvels, I guess pun intended, that were accomplished with Infinity War, and I do hope that it, it is respected for that for many, many years to come. Yeah. Uh, Which is weird, because we're talking about half a
2: movie, technically. Well, I think part of the reason it works, watching it again, because I was was marveling at the effects. Like, is they, it's kind of, they must have taken a playbook from uh, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Hmm. Because you ever see the... the breakdown of how they did all the effects where Mm -hmm. they were like okay well we know we're going to animate in a character but we have to figure out everything that the character would touch in the scene so the light moves and stuff Mm -hmm. they did a really great job having like even a scene where Gamora actress in makeup is standing next to Thanos a fully CG character having the two worlds interact with both of them the same way is really really well done and I think that's part of the amazing effects Mm -hmm. that take place in this that that Prevent anything from breaking in terms of visuals. Well, there's like a
0: similar shot at the end of Thanos when he's in uh, Wakanda and you see the tree swaying mm-hmm. in the wind and it's the shadow is perfect on his face. Yeah, yeah. And just the moment when they're all holding his head. Yeah. And his head's like his scale is so insane. Yeah. When he's like holding just like a a bowl and then he hands it to Gamora and it's huge oh, <laughs> when yeah. she's holding yeah. it. They're like, they just did a really good job of making you feel like this giant cartoon is real and he's interacting with the world, mm-hmm. which I thought that was like that really would have made or break, broken
1: the movie. Oh, definitely. If, but, if Thanos' special effects had been bad or if his acting had been not nearly as on par or mm. or whatever else, uh, I think that absolutely would have broken the illusion right away. I, I, and, and that's another mm. thing is that, I, again, I'll sort of pull all the way out and go <laughs> to the god himself, Kevin Feige who's been basically putting this universe together for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like 2008 was the first Iron Man, but before that, I think he was probably working three, four years on this it, stuff.
0: It had been a dream of his for a very long time. I think a lot of ours, just we were never – we were all obviously younger, but I think that was something as children we wanted were unable to articulate that like, man, this was sort of the no- what I was hitting, hinting at earlier – like when you watch that movie, I Am Legend, and you see the Batman and Superman logo <laughs> together, you're like, fuck you, just make it. you know. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Or if you're watching a Batman film, like, well, I'm off to Metropolis, see you later, and it means nothing. That always bothered me in other films, whereas this one, when there is mention of another character, you, you actually see two different characters in a similar movie like Thor Ragnarok, and that's – it boggles my mind why it took so
1: long for someone to figure this out. But well, I mean, like it's hard know, to do. I think it's, it's extremely hard. Yeah. To do. Obviously, uh, it's very uh, hard. To even do. on our small scale of productions, I think you know why it's so yep. hard. Um, uh, as I've gotten older, I've
0: realized yes, actors are expensive and they're busy. Well, I mean, like, for one, and then they're the smallest that's, piece of the puzzle. Exactly, and, and I mean, then like it goes. You, it gets even more complicated the from there. The
1: writing and the producing and the special effects and all that. I mean, like just all the way down to the grips and the and uh, like just the general set decor and set atmosphere mm-hmm. of shooting these movies. like that's, I think that's why, I don't, I don't know how he's done it. Uh, that's another guy I'd, like, I'd love to talk to is Kevin Feige. Just, I'm just curious to see what his attitude has been the entire time and how he's kept this uh, so, so uniform. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's amazing, it blows my mind.
0: Uh, I do want to touch on a point though. Uh, they said that, uh, how do you guys feel about Infinity War essentially being half a movie?
3: Hmm. I, it, it, I'm trying to reserve judgment because my, my biggest problems with Infinity War are technically none. I can't point to a thing that says that, that, that says that is flawed, but me personally, in terms of my tastes, I have some issues with the fact that uh, there's not much of, well, this is gonna sound stupid as shit, but there's not much of an arc there. Uh, there are thematic things that are propped up, but not answered and not even really acknowledged properly. But again, half a movie. Civil War, I think, did a really good job of interesting a, I- introducing a complicated question and then through the characters, providing a lot of commentary and insight, and then giving you an ending or a conclusion, that may jive or not with your worldview or your opinion, whatever, but at Mm. least they answered it. It
0: had a conclusion.
3: Yeah, Infinity War, I'm still confused a little bit what the core philosophical question is. And it may be like, is it okay to sacrifice an amount of people to benefit others? Hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, and, and to that degree, I guess Infinity War did provide some commentary on it. But aside from Thanos being sad but driven and, and like being introduced well, there's still not a character whose story I'm bought into really. Um, aside from, because part two is inv- invariably going to have Thanos losing and uh, the population being restored. If not, that would be very daring, I think. But if that happens, then what have, you know, what have we learned? Um, I don't know. Uh, so hmm. I, I trust that good writing can do a lot and they have to have probably the best writing in part two to satisfy me because whoop, uh, because I have you know for my own personal tastes that's what I would like to get out of part two so I'm still I'm still a little middling personally on uh, on infinity war because I don't know how that's going to resolve. And I'm very curious to
2: see where it's going to go. So, obviously, I think the reaction, people immediately reacted to it was like, oof, like getting kicked in the gut, kind of like an Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Like, really? This is how it ends? The reason I was okay with it, one, because I think we're changing the way movies work when you announce the next 20 titles. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, here's what's going to come out for the next 15 years. That's that's a new thing. And, and so, like, if this had happened in... 1993, and no one knew that there was going to be another one. But ever since The Matrix opened the can of worms on all that, <laughs> they were like, hey, we're just going to announce a sequel so that way you can't yell at us about how this one's going to end. Yeah. Um, uh, I think there's a certain new thing. It's it, If you've ever seen a series of unfortunate events on Netflix, it does the same, same thing with television, mm-hmm. where every arc is two episodes, two hour-long episodes long, and then it moves on to a new arc. But it means that the first episode ends with the bad guys winning almost every single time, and then the second episode ends with the Resolution. the heroes resolving the situation and then moving on to a new place to fight a new challenge. Mm-hmm. That makes the pacing so odd, because that means the first half is the end of
3: Act Two, and then Act Three is the entire second half. Yeah. So I, I'm expecting Part Two will heavily sidetrack into Thanos' backstory or something, well, just to pace it out properly, which I'm also wondering about, because everyone's gonna go into that wanting to pick right up. And they're going to have to sidebar,
2: right? I, I mean, I think, I think that's why it was not so jarring that it turned people off because they made such an effort to make sure it was Thanos' story. So in a lot of ways, he won. He followed a somewhat of a, a very truncated, True. accelerated hero's journey. Really mm-hmm. And in the face of adversity, he managed to be victorious. <laughs> yeah, no, and right. it, the no. last shot is him... Like finally settling down into his victory, it's more. It's a lot more like a Greek poem than maybe a traditional narrative. It's a tragedy, but it is. Yeah. It is very much the hero has an agenda. He does whatever he needs to do. Get. He's faced with the these uh, Wakandans. Yeah. He faces, <laughs> goes to galaxies. He travels through this. Spider Man. Yeah, in the end, mm. he manages to kill his daughter <laughs> and, and destroy half the population. Well, he has to <laughs> sacrifice his daughter yeah. in order to save. The universe, yeah, so written, it's
1: like a Macbeth or a, it's, a it's, Hamlet, and
2: so I think that's that's not while it's not the most popular narrative now, it's still a human narrative, and I think that's why it works. Hmm. I think that's why people are like not burning down theaters at the end of the movie because they don't realize that this is still a narrative, too. It's just definitely, it's it is very much a two act or whatever. Like, you know, the Odyssey doesn't it basically has him. It's weird, it's like prologue, well, then it's act one, act two, you epic know? Epic
3: poetry doesn't really have the Shakespearean structure. That yeah. was just, we're drunk around a fire, and the longer and
1: sexier the story is, the better. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys kind of bring up an interesting point. Uh, that means that Avengers 4, do we think it'll be Iron Man's story? No, it's going to be do well. Th- do you? Do we think it'll be Captain it's America? It's going to be story, Thanos
3: origin right? into Act Three of Avengers. So I, I don't well, know. I don't know that it will. There's an X factor
0: here. It's Captain Marvel, right? Oh, right. Uh, yeah, which yeah. is the one last piece of homework you have to do. Yep. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen Ant Man and the Wasp, you don't have to. Uh, you can just watch the ending. The post credits scene. the quantum. Yeah, they introduce a quantum I- rail mechanic. I, uh, but that's really it. Like you, I think you have to see Captain Marvel. You do. You're right. Yeah, I think because the the they're, factor, they're right? setting that up as she's going to probably be the, the X factor in this whole thing. I,
2: I would wager that it's probably – They don't have the rights to that. Two is probably going to be uh, – <laughs> is probably going to resemble something more like a traditional Avengers because I think they'll I think, pretty firmly rely on the fact that they lost because they weren't together. Oh.
1: Wow. They were spread out. That's the comic book story, right? Right. Isn't that the comic book story? That's that's the... Oh, Are that we in-
0: Infinity Gauntlet or... Yeah,
1: like they... Didn't they learn... Because I read that before. I read that, mm-hmm. that. That's like they didn't... They didn't have teamwork. So that's why they needed to have teamwork. Yeah. I, wow. I mean, I just think it's going to
2: be like, okay, seriously, who's left? We all need to be together and we need to figure out how to do this. Because yeah. um, like in some ways, like Tony, Hart, Tony Stark is left there and is by far the most cynical... Like he's like he almost feels like there's no way they're gonna win, um from for the entirety of the movie. So it is it's like everyone's Sandy's gonna be on board, right. you know. Mm-hmm. So he's he's seen this coming for a while, and yeah. they, to that degree, like
3: it's yeah. It, uh, the more I think about it, the more I am amazed that it was a mechanical payoff for a lot of
0: arduously set up storylines over the course of a decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, no, uh, which uh, no other film has ever done. The, the only thing that's ever got away with this is comic books, well, which have now have been translated. Kinda, which one? Star Wars? They had the original trilogy, then it came back with the prequels. It is...
1: Yeah, but not not nearly executed as well.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely not. Yeah. I
0: mean, Tony Stark's arc has taken place over 15 movies, yeah.
3: which uh, is Harry, like... Harry it,
2: Potter is kind of close in terms of yeah. a grand yeah. mm-hmm. cinematic
3: effort. But yeah. that was all... That was based on existing media, whereas... I mean, this is too. Yeah, this is comic books. Yeah. I, yeah this I, isn't brand new stuff. That's a good point. Yeah, it is a reinterpretation. I mean, I, I would
0: actually say Harry Potter is more original than... Huh. the Marvel like, because Marvel's had 50 plus years or whatever to like figure point. this out yeah, and true. they've even redone Thanos' storyline in comic book form a few times so it's like they've had ways to sort of like you know uh, kind of beta test it and be like mm-hmm. oh let's see what works best that's sort of th- I think what works well with the movies so they, get, they can just pull the best parts of the comics and forget all the, the garbage you
3: know what it reminds me of
0: hmm. uh,
3: Two Towers I remember everybody walking out of that theater being like, "What the? F- what am I supposed to think now?" Oh yeah, because it like it ended at a really low point for all of the characters and all the storylines. And unlike this, which had a clear communicated vision, not a whole lot of people knew there was a third Lord of the Rings book already. <laughs> so I remember a lot of people being wildly confused, yeah. and disturbed. Mm-hmm. Same at with how, Fellowship.
0: People were like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah, Fellowship yeah. was
1: super sad. Yeah, what the hell? I was like,
0: <laughs> I guess they needed to put a thing in there it says, "Bilbo will return" or yeah. what? Frodo, General whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be back. <laughs> Shut up. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, let me read this. Uh, I want to remind you guys that this uh, episode of Film House is brought to you by Lisa Mattress. A quality night's sleep helps you recover from distractions faster. Imagine if with Thanos had a good night's rest. You could have got through this movie a lot quicker. It would have only been 90 minutes. Uh, it helps pre- prevent burnout. And you make better decisions, improve your memory, and overall, make fewer mistakes, Thanos. Um, it's not marketing. It's science. To design a better mattress, Lisa leverage 30 plus years of experience and hundreds of hours of testing science to develop the perfect mattress for all body shapes and sleeping styles. Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody, every body, uh, through their 110 program. So they do donate a, uh, they donate one mattress for every 10 that they sell. So that's more than 26,000 mattresses and counting. If you snap your fingers, half those people could be asleep right now. Uh, Lisa strives to leave the world better than they found it, unlike Thanos, but that doesn't stop the mattress donations. Together with the Arbor Day Foundation, Lisa plants one tree for every mattress they sell and are committed to planting one million trees by 2025. I believe we'll be in phase 20 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe by then. It'll be son of Tony Stark. Miles Morales. We can't wait. (laughs) Riri. That's this year, actually. Riri Williams. Yeah, maybe we'll get some Riri. Uh, So don't miss these summer savings. Get $160 off a Lisa mattress by going to lisa.com forward slash filmhouse. that's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash f-i-l-m-h-a-u-s or just check uh, the description down below save some money sleep well it's all good stuff thank you Lisa for sponsoring this podcast something just occurred to me watching this rundown
3: Kyselius' motivations are awfully similar to Thanos's. because are they? he talks about heat death of the universe he's basically like well, he just wants to live forever. He want, yeah. He wanted to become
0: one with Dharmamu so that he could live forever. He
3: wanted the human race to he live. Did, forever. He didn't want the, yeah. He didn't want the human race. To he live was right. basically talking about how, like, he was basically talking about the end of the universe, which is, it was a weird science, uh, science concept called heat death. But he wanted to prevent that by a different sort of energy source aside from heat and light, which was dark, dark uh, portal stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe that was that point wasn't made as well in that movie. But I feel like Doctor Strange was still really similar in terms of like hero and villain motivations and how it's about sacrifice and what you're willing to trade for what you want mm-hmm. um i feel like it hit those notes too and i really appreciated it for that uh man. Yeah. it ended in the very marvel way which is big big cg fight and everything's back to normal except now the staff man is evil
2: so staff <laughs> i like i like that dr strange ended with him using his power explicitly to defeat him. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, he yeah he told uh, what was it? He told the guy like you lack you lack imagination. Yeah. And then he found a way to create a good situation
1: without trading anything away. Yep. He, that's that's what's so cool about Doctor Strange. He doesn't kill people. Mm-hmm. Like because he he he's a the, doctor. Kill, except yeah, for right. guy who cracks his neck. Killed the one guy, and, <laughs> and then, he, then and said and the then was the no more. Never, never do again. it again. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's like that's like when Kramer goes like he's taking the vow of silence and he goes starting.
1: How? <laughs> and then stubs his toe and goes, ah, dang
2: it. About so, now. Oh, my, I wanted took it.
0: Scott Adkins out of the MCU, and I hate him for that. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's,
1: that's what
0: they did. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I did want to leave you guys with a uh, lingering question, because this is sort of the thing that bugs me. On one, on one hand, I want to praise Infinity War for introducing stakes and actually going through with them, meaning they wiped out half the universe and they killed off some major characters. But it was immediately ruined when they announced a new Spider-man a new Guardians. Uh-huh. Uh, even though Guardians may be a prequel, that's what I've heard. but like we, we know that these are we, we, it's fun to at least pretend that these characters won't come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but is that sort of ruined when we're in this this sort of uh, place where we have to introduce a roadmap now uh, for for movies like this? Does that ruin your your experience at all? what What would be better? Let me throw this out there.
3: What would be better? Marvel's like, yeah, we're shooting this stuff. Or Marvel's like, I don't know. Is Spider-Man ever gonna come back? And then on Twitter, <laughs> there's like, oh, uh, he here's a picture of him in the suit. They're filming right now.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Marvel's oh, yeah. still like, I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I,
3: I think I feel it, like they're respecting the intelligence of the
2: audience and also the internet yeah. uh, by just be admitting, yeah, we're shooting Marvel. Well, I think yeah, I think it's like a slippery. It's like should they not market the movie so it's surprised that Thanos is in it? <laughs> like you know, like at a certain point, you gotta. You got to make the business work. I,
0: to, to that point, though, would 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 Thor Ragnarok have been better had you not known the Hulk was in the movie?
3: No, because that, that's a payoff. I feel like that surprise is a payoff for people who were really into like Planet Hulk and know know those comics and those references. Sure. For, for me, it would have been better. Yeah, I
1: would have been excited about that. It's, it's a
0: similar story with Terminator Two. The original marketing ruined the fact that. Uh, Arnold was a good guy or mm-hmm. even the newest Terminator where they're like John Connor is a Terminator well they, that's just modern trailers just being utter shit I But right, yeah. they, I mean Terminator 2 we, we talked about this before but yeah but the, the reveal is masterful in that movie exactly it's, it's, if it's paced in a way that they're both trying to kill John Connor and then it builds up to that moment he goes get down and then you're like yeah. oh shit he's a or good
3: guy Sarah Connor yeah Sarah Connor. they were going for her in the the no no no, no it's, Terminator they're going, they're, 2 they're, he's trying to kill John yeah but the introduction is h- him busting in to get Sarah no, in the, it's no. in the mall
2: it's in the mall
1: oh yeah
0: that's
3: right that's the thing
2: it's the Bill Galleria b- you're right yeah. yeah. my bad my bad sorry
3: yeah. it's just the. sorry I was confusing it the scene where she sees him in the psych ward is very similar to the same same shot in Terminator 1 my bad yeah. Yeah. I, oh, still
1: yeah. go, I still go back to Rogue One where I didn't I only I didn't watch any trailers for Rogue One or I think I watched One maybe mm-hmm. uh, not knowing anything about the movie went and saw the movie um, had no idea there was going to be a space battle so when the space battle came at the end of that film, I was like, holy, I was so excited. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, over the moon. That's probably the most excited I've been in a while in a, in a, in a movie. Right. Um, so that really helped that they didn't, they, even though they did put it in trailers, I didn't watch them. So that was my um. my good. <laughs> to, to me, it's the difference between
2: having a delicious cake with all of the icing you could ever dream and a delicious cake with all of the icing you could ever dream that has like your name written on it. It's a small they're little both, addition. They're both good. It's not gonna <laughs> yeah. change the flavor of the cake, yeah. but I'm like, hey, that's my name in yeah. a cake. Yeah, they're both really,
0: they're <laughs> um, both really good. I, just, I bring that up just because the Infinity War trailer, actually, they, uh, it was recut in a way, and they actually had added bits of it to throw the audience off, such as thro- showing the Hulk fighting during Wakanda. Oh, um, uh, when, oh I didn't um, know that. When Thanos punches uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, he's holding his fist. They actually removed Infinity Stones from the Gauntlet mm-hmm. because they didn't want to spoil the part of uh, mm-hmm. the fact. So it actually confused a lot of people uh, yeah. what was happening. And they um, there's certain moments where they didn't put on Tony Stark's suit, so it was mm. unclear whether he won or lost a battle. There was just a lot of cool little things that they did because I think they're smart enough to know that like they're trying. Yeah, they're they're trying to preserve some bit because I I just remember leaving or w- during watch uh, during our uh, the first time we saw Infinity War. I was actually legitimately surprised and, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to die. And that was that was a good feeling. Do you, felt did,
2: nice. Did they come out and say they did those things on purpose? Or was it just, like, pre-production stuff? It could have been a
0: happy accident, yeah. I,
2: yeah, I bet Ooh. the way they work is they have, like, they know shots. They say, start working on these shots. Because, like, in Thor Ragnarok, in the early trailers for it, Thor's hammer is shattered in New York City. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, they're in this, like, grassy, weird, like, scape like, in, like, Norway or whatever, whatever yeah, it um. is. And so, so – but they explained afterwards that it's because they didn't know if they were going to get Doctor Strange – And so they had to basically revamp it after the fact to include Doctor Strange in it, and then it did make sense for them to be in New York because that's where Doctor Strange was. So then they just swapped the green screen, basically. Wow. (laughs) Um, Put them on the Bliss wallpaper. Yeah, but that was a thing where it's like, well, in the script, it was this, so, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah. uh, We're also in an interesting time now, too, where I believe, as of now, I'm not sure if it's official, but uh, the Fox merger between Disney as official so now the I think it's done. Yeah, oh, so yeah, yeah. so much like Thanos Disney has collected another infinity stone. Yeah, I know. I was going to say we're going to
1: get <laughs> Well, that means we're going to get X-Men. Yeah. Everybody just and, be prepared. Uh, X-Men are coming.
0: But the man, that's so
3: the Russo brothers have worked miracles. But the X-Men universe tonally is way
2: different than MCU. I don't think at now. I feel like it. I don't think it's going to I think they'll I think they'll wait.
1: Oh, really? I feel,
2: I feel like they'll let it play out and then they'll figure out a place to cross paths. Don't you, are you excited with the
1: schnick schnick then he goes na 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 and he stabbing Thanos? And he's gonna Thanos. be in the yellow
3: suit. <laughs> so, it, so I'm curious about that, cause I'm I, like Captain Marvel, the way that these characters, the Marvel movies have done a great job of keeping characters consistent in terms of um, personality, but also like power scope. Movies like this tend to broaden to absurd levels. So like Star Wars is a good example. In A New Hope, the Force didn't do jack shit. Oh, yeah. By episode eight, uh, there's a woman flying through space, uh, and yeah. and Luke Skywalker's a ghost man across the galaxy. Like mm-hmm. Things tend to blow up, and, and there has escalation. been escalation. Yeah, yeah, like Thor gets a better hammer. He becomes a lightning god. Mm-hmm. That stuff makes sense, but I wonder how can the X-Men, if they enter the Avengers universe, Wolverine is a dude with claws and sharp bones, and that's it. He's kind of sp- like Spider-Man tier. like Spider-Man. But Spider-Man, they gave him a super suit, so I guess they could just do that to Wolverine, whatever. But like Magneto and Professor X are kind of on that level with
2: Doctor Strange where they can actually do stuff against intergalactic villains. Well, I mean... Generally, in the past, the X-Men are so effective when they work as a team. They work together. So man. they'll have Colossus throw Wolverine, or Storm will carry him in a tornado or mm-hmm. whatever. And I feel like if they were smart, that's how you do it. No, you gotta, I mean, I, Wolverine basically has the same powers to a lesser extent as gosh. Captain America. But Captain America s- still loses a fight to Iron Man when he doesn't have Bucky. No. Good point, you good know, point. like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, man, now,
3: now you're introducing ten characters? Into I, an already Well, I'm not movie. saying all of them. I'm uh, just saying, like,
2: there may be a couple here. Well, they're and there. also going to be cycling some of these characters out. Yeah, you're right. I yeah. Mean, we already know, again, back to the knowing too much about movie production and stuff. Chris Evans is like, all right, I'm good.
1: Yep. You know, or Chris is Hemsworth, he? Yeah. Chris
2: Hemsworth is like, I'm good for
3: one more. Right? And yeah, Robert Downey yeah. Jr. is getting expensive. Yeah. They're probably not going to pay that check for too
2: much longer. Yeah. I mean, he, I think. He, he makes money based off the. Franchise making money, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're probably not too worried about it. Okay. Yeah, and he barely has to show up anymore, so it's like he's <laughs> to CGI and a little bit of voice acting. I was but, actually impressed with how much Infinity War they transformed him back into his tracksuit. Oh yeah, I was like, you could have just kept him in the in the armor and it's <laughs> yeah. been like whatever. But <laughs> there was like, no, no, put me on a set, do some tracksuit. I want to talk to Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, I want to do some good <laughs> acting.
0: Um, actually, to to counter your point a little bit, Lawrence, um, one thing that does excite me about Marvel getting a hold of a new ensemble of characters. They did this a bit in the first Avengers and this is a big reason why I found that that movie to be really exciting is they someone sat down and said wouldn't it be cool if years ago. And they did this with the Marvel comics and James talked a little bit about it with like uh, Colossus doing the fastball special huh. where he picks up Wolverine and throws him and you're like fuck yeah, cool and they do stuff like that. In the original Avengers there's a part where what is it Iron Man shoots his like beams yeah. at the shield and it reflects, it reflects and, yeah. and it's like they even like build up to that. They do that a lot in Infinity War where someone sat down and they're like "Oh, what are all the cool things Doctor Strange and Spider-Man yeah the whole magic kick and then even um, when Star-Lord's running it's Doctor Strange putting up little mm -hmm. pads for him and he
1: jumps off of Mm -hmm. him and I'm just like
0: this is so fucking cool like to see that now on the flip side we have uh, Justice League which is I'm only using it as a counter (laughs) example you had all these
1: characters Mm -hmm. Flash
3: pushed the sword toward Wonder Woman that was the
1: one time they were together and the movie was not so bad then (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like then there a was gun, a giant yeah. giant mecho tank that was
0: crawling up a well. I don't yeah. know. Man. They yeah. I, I feel like the creativity there was mostly they, they can fly and they can throw stuff. And mm-hmm. that's about as far as they got. Yeah. Uh and I'm I'm actually excited to see what the Marvel Studio can do, the movie studio can do with an X Men franchise mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. intermingling it with eventually Fantastic Four and uh, Avengers. Like I think they're actually gonna do a good job. So that excites me as a fan and if someone I, wants to feel young forever. I'm excited, I think you've seen a lot of this in the
3: TV or Netflix stuff that Marvel's been doing. What I hope is that when, when the roster gets that big that we don't get an, like an infinity war, is won't happen that often. Typically, what I'm expecting is infinity wars all over the place where there's crossovers between heroes in the similar tier. Like so Civil they, Wars. Yes, yeah. so th- <laughs> they'll be dealing with problems like daredevils, like I work in this one borough in New York and then all the New York heroes get together to solve one problem in New York. And that's kind of a, an event. This is how comics have worked for a long time. Didn't they try the Defenders? Yes. I didn't see it. I just heard it was awful. Yeah, me so.
0: neither. How do you fuck that up?
3: Well, uh. I mean, it tried to follow the same template, right? Establish all these yeah. characters, have them cross over to solve a larger problem. I get, But I don't know
0: what the bigger problem was. Yeah, I someone, know. I read someone. Rent. That. <laughs> <laughs> the rent is crazy. We gotta beat up the landlord. Um, but any final thoughts you guys have? Because we're about ready to close out. This MCU in review. We didn't get to rank our our movies. We can go around and do that I, I just want to say
1: can we just say the number one movie that we think is is the best? That's fair. I'll just say mine. Go ahead. Civil War. That's what I think. That's a good pick. That's, what mm-hmm. I that's a, a solid pick. pick. Great pick. James? Uh mine is Ragnarok still. Okay. Yeah. That's a great pick, Lawrence. Yeah.
3: I think it's probably Civil War or Homecoming, but that's there mm-hmm. are personal reasons. Like that's not that's not mm-hmm. by the math of it. Mm-hmm. I just really like Spider Man and I think Homecoming. is the best treatment of that character so far. Hmm, yep. Great picks. Um, but Civil War just as a film, as action, as like stories that mean something, very, very good. Wild well, Guard Adam, he's gonna say Thor 2. <laughs> like Gar- Nobody said Guardians yet. Yeah, no. Guardians Volume 1. I remember like Guardians is great. I there was a hole in my heart where Star Wars used to be. And when I saw Guardians, I walked
0: out being like, mmm, I feel complete oh again. Oh boy, yeah. It's real yeah. good. I'm I'm sadly gonna probably be a, a front runner and just say Infinity War. Oh nice. It is. It's so hard to say okay. this is the best film because <laughs> it is. It is standing Lord on the backs of so much work and effort that has been put mm-hmm. into a franchise. So it's hard to say. It's good as a stand. I. I don't know. I'll never know if it's good as a standalone. I think we're going to find out. We I mean, are.
2: Twenty years. We're going to find out.
0: We're going to have back. one this test.
1: It's fucking ga- awesome. I hope so. I, I, just, really I just. Me personally, since I love the hero's journey, man, do I hope Avengers Four is better than Infinity War. I know it's going to be hard to do. But that's, I really man. hope that I get the payoff and the climax. Return of the King of Marvel movies. I, th- that's and you know me, James. There is nothing I like better than a climax that fits the story. Mm-hmm. I, I like. I always use the Incredible Hulk as an example. The Hulk. I was like, nobody can fight the Hulk because he's so strong. And then he fought Abomination, and I was like, that's exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Another dude who's as strong as the Hulk. So hopefully, we'll get that in Avengers. And then you had a was it. Let's see, we've had uh, Hulkbuster beat up Hulk. Yeah. yeah. We've had, uh, we had Thanos beat Thor up beat up
0: Hulk. And then we had Thanos utterly kick the shit out of Hulk. So I just realized, huh. So
3: He's coming back, this movie. Get ready. Of, I was kind of putting my chips down on, on Avengers 4, a substantial part of that being Thanos' origin, or at least Thanos' flashback. Captain Marvel is also in the 90s. So mm-hmm. they can tie that story in with whatever the allusions were to Thanos' backstory. And then through that... I really hope it doesn't go this way, but they find something that they can reason with him and get convince him to like give it up or use the gauntlet to turn it all back. Like a Sandman scenario where it's like, mm. Don't you remember that you have a little girl? And he's like, You're right, I won't be evil anymore. <laughs> I really
0: hope it doesn't go there. But, we got we got quantum realm to deal with. We mm. got the scrolls. That's uh oh. something the Cree which are involved. That's uh, Captain Marvel's movie though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Scrolls in Korea, for those who don't know, scrolls are like a, a shape shifting well, They're all Fantastic Four combined into one. Well, wow, that's, right? that's Super Scroll. Oh, sorry. Scroll, yeah. The My Scroll bad. are a race that can essentially, like, Lawrence, you could be a scroll right now and not even know it. You could be a sleeper agent. Really? Hell, mm-hmm. Hydra. Which a lot of people are saying, like, perhaps Hawkeye or other characters have been scrolls the entire time. What? Uh, that could be. A, see? Like, that's it's, already, awesome. it's already blowing your mind. That's so cool. Is that uh, a Hydra thing? Uh, Could, no 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 it's just same it's just same idea it's, uh, it's always been One a Captain space Marvel Hydra. thing uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah that. there and then yeah the Kree with the the character Ronan who's played by Lee Pace in the yeah. Guardians films he's in it Nick Fury's in it all that fun stuff so we got a lot to look forward to it's uh. Feels good to like stuff, you Poss- know.
1: Possibly even Thanos's henchman, the big, the big dude. Oh yeah. Did you guys oh, Corvus Glaive or whatever. Wait, what? They're did, all dead. Did you read the article? No, I don't oh, know. Oh, in the past, he, he may have fought Captain Marvel because he had Captain Marvel's, uh, possibly a Captain Marvel. A piece of her costume on oh. his belt. I didn't notice that. I'll, I'll send you the article. Please okay. do. Isn't
3: Captain Marvel part of like a space force or something? Am I off about I th- that? I think like with like Nova. And I
1: know she's
2: characters? in space, no. but she's I don't know. not part of the Nova Force. Oh, yeah. sorry. Okay. We but could perhaps I, do a
0: whole other episode on Captain Marvel. I've been doing a lot of research on her character. You mean jerking uh, off to porn of her? <laughs> there's some dark stuff in there. Uh, she was one of the first characters in com- comic book history that they had. Uh, there was some rape involved. Oh, really? Yeah. They got dark. Well, like in the 60s, like how far? Right, it well, that's in the 60s, there. 70s. Yeah, yeah. Right. Marvel. Meh. We're coming off silver age. Avengers got dark, man. <laughs> well, there's <it was laughs> some fucked up stuff. It's fun they... to
3: track it, you know. DC yeah. came out; they were all like happy smile America, like radio drama reinvented for the 50s. Basically, people had that for a decade, and they're like, "We want something different and dark."
0: And then you get <laughs> the, the problem is they still try to do it in a light, funny way, yes. where they're like, "She had birth against her will, right, guys? What a villain!" Everyone's like, "That, that's not cool." And they went, "Oh shit, you're <laughs> right. <laughs> we're sorry." And they basically undid it. Anyway, we can talk about that on another podcast. Uh, but for now, thank you guys for listening, watching, all that fun stuff. Uh, actually, great meeting a lot of you guys at RTX, all six of you who said you enjoy uh, listening to the show. I remember your names. You were, you were very kind. <laughs> if you so, don't come up you. next year, there's going to be hell to pay. <laughs> yeah, you best be there. So, uh, once God. again, guys, thanks for being on the show and uh, everyone to watching and listening. And we'll see you next week. Until then, uh, what does Iron Man always say? What's his catchphrase? Love you. Yeah. I'm made of metal. <laughs> 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 Bye, guys.